from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where people, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with my great friend and Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. And we are here to answer your questions, again, about your life and your money. It is a free call anywhere in the country at 888 All right, we're going to go to the phones at this hour. And we have, is it Deanne, possibly, in Dallas? Hey, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. How can we help? So I'm I'm a new listener. I just came across you guys recently and heard you giving some great advice and hope that I can get some as well. Um, I I have a pretty significant student loan debt, about $230,000. Woo, what'd you get your um, degree in? <laughs> business administration, and it's a master's too. So okay. it, it was two, two degrees, but okay. still quite a... Quite a hefty tag. And then I have um, basically no savings or anything. So um, I'm just trying to understand how I can maybe chip away at this and get myself on track. I'm I'm 49, so I'm like, I, I don't Is know. Is it just you? Position. Is it just you or no. do you have a family, no. married? I'm married. Okay. Mm-hmm. And does your husband have any debt or just this one student loan you guys have together? No, just this one student loan. Okay. Well, what do you guys earn? I have, um, I I earn about one seventy in base, but I also have like a incentive, like a a annual incentive of another twenty um, percent, so maybe fifty to sixty. And then I do have like these like stock incentives that I can cash in once a year. What can you get? But I I've Mm-hmm. Sorry, what can you what can you get if you cash in the stock incentives? It just depends on what the stock is trading at the time, but probably around All part. another twenty to thirty. Okay. What about your husband? Um, he doesn't work right now. Okay, and why is that? Sorry, I I'm hitting you with the questions, but I'm trying to get a, a clear <laughs> scope of what's going yeah. on. Yeah, um, just ha- hasn't, but he's trying to start his own business, so. Um, does, I'm just, we're basically a one income family. Does right he now. feel, how long has he not been working? Uh, about two years. What? Okay. What? Is he feeling the weight of this debt? Um, I do. I, I know I you do. You're calling. So. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like you guys yeah. have kind of a separate thinking when it comes to money and debt. It, it kind of sounds like that from the way you're talking and... I'm mm-hmm. just going to be honest. I don't like that this guy hasn't been working for two years. I'm all for starting a business venture and going out on your own. But I do think that you have to be making a certain amount. You have to still be contributing financially while you do that. That's the best way. So mm-hmm. you're kind of bridging your way to it as opposed to just stopping. And who, I mean, you got to make $10 before you make 100000 So it's like, <laughs> if he's not making anything, how long is it going to be until this business really generates income that's going to help you guys become debt free. You see what I'm saying? When he oh, could go yeah. get a job I, tomorrow okay. making $50,000, yeah. you know? Yeah, because the truth here is, is that, you know, with the extra bonuses that you were saying, I mean, you could make $230,000 in a year. So mm-hmm. here's the, here's what's wild is what you could think about. If he went and worked and he made $60,000. That's it. 
you guys could live on that. You could have this paid off in 12 months. In 12, with the, and that's not even side hustles that we that's could get right. into. That's not even cutting lifestyle. I mean, yeah, that would be cutting that's lifestyle. That's just but him contributing. Yes. And so what you have to realize, the bigger picture here is that you can, right, if it's just you working your way out of debt, you could go and lower your uh, mm-hmm. salary and it would take you probably three years to pay it off on yours. And that's possible. That mm-hmm. is doable. But what we want to always give you is a plan where the fastest, most effective way to get out of debt and the clear, obvious missing piece of this is that there's not another income. Yeah. And, and again, if he's home with the kids and that's your child care, like if there's that's, reasons- That's a little different. Yeah, there there's reasons for, for people to have a one income household, but there's also people that even have that situation that choose to go to work to yeah. get it paid off, even if they want to be a stay-at-home parent. But for you guys, I mean, that this is, and so to me, again, the bigger problem is that you guys aren't on the same page. Because if y'all are on the same page, you could knock this out in a year versus three and a half years. And so I would, I would really encourage you guys, if you, if you stay on the line, I want to give you guys Financial Peace University. This is our seven, our nine lesson course. And if you Mm -hmm. can communicate your level of stress and anxiety and fear that you're feeling or hearing that, you know, you called us. So we know that it's there and, and start to understand the why it's not this like, well, you're not doing that. And you're not, it's not a blame game. Yeah. It is a, where you're at, where am I at? And this is what I'm feeling. And my prayer is in somewhat of a marriage, you know, at at any degree, a spouse would look at a spouse and say, my gosh, I don't want you to feel that way. 100%. What can we do to do, you know, to work on that? And if, and if he can't come to the table, because some people cross their arms and like, oh, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Then that's the, then it becomes a marriage problem and it's not a money problem. So you, you start to see these layers of what's happening, but I think it's really important for you to recognize that because you can just fix the money thing. You can get out of debt in three years if you just sacrificed right. on... Like the good news is she's av- like even if he never contributed, right? There you're going to be sitting in that average spot where you pay it off in you know that's right twelve to twenty four months, and it's going to be gone and behind you. But we I want something more for you. Yeah, and there's something about you working together to get it gone because Absolutely. if you just say whatever, I'm going to use my income. He doesn't have to know about it. I'm going to pay this off. There's always going to be that thing between them that's like well i it's mine and it's yours yes and I, this is the time where you really get to come together as a couple and, and i would hate for them to miss out on that yep so stay on the line we're going to get you that and and my my hope would be that you guys could walk through these lessons together watch them together start these conversations because again a plan can happen so here is say you can pay this off you have a great salary you could reduce it not live on as much uh, and tell him, sorry, but I got to because this is what we're doing. Here's our new set yeah. salary for the household and we're going to have to figure it out. But if you guys can work on a team, not only does it help the money situation go so much faster paying off debt, but it helps your marriage, uh, which I think, you know, Jade, this is exactly what you wrote about in your quick yes. read that's coming out, which is money's not a math problem. Hey, got it right here. And there it is. Yeah, so you can actually pre-order it right now, you guys. It is brand new. It comes out December 5th, which is coming up, that's which is right. so exciting. So it's only $10. And if you pre-order, they actually get an exclusive Q&A with you. That's right. They that get right? a Q&A, yes. Yeah, so you can do that. Um, and I and I love this, you guys, because it's a quick read. And so for, for you all out there that are like, oh my gosh, it's kind of intimidating to dive into all mm-hmm. of this and... I don't know where to start. This is honestly the perfect first step. Because Read it in two hours. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna relate to it. It's gonna it speaks exactly to the problem that so many people are having is that personal finance. It's it's twenty percent head knowledge. It's eighty percent behavior. We are the ones that we have to control. And gosh, Jay does a beautiful job walking through that. So go to RamseySolutions.com/store pre-order that quick read. 
money's not a math problem because that's what we talk about all the time on this show because it's the truth. It's a it's a we problem, right? It's a that's me problem. Right. It's, it's what you, you believe. It's what you believe. Absolutely. So make sure to check that out again. RamseySolutions.com slash store. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls. Again, it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Jack in Boston. Hey, Jack. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. How can we help? So, I am a recent college graduate. I'm 22. I just graduated this past night, um, and I started working this June. When I, you know, was originally making plans for this year as I'm, you know, entering the workforce, I had taken a job in in the Boston area, um, and so had a few of my college buddies. And so there's three of us, and we signed a lease, and that's currently where I am. Um, after signing the lease, I actually received a second job offer, in which case I work remotely. Um, I ended up taking that offer and, um, basically I'm, I'm calling to ask, you know, because I work remote, um, I spend about $1,200 a month in rent. And then, you know, of course there's utilities and a bunch of stuff just cause the area is expensive. How beneficial do you guys think it would be to move back in with my parents to help me clear some of my student loan and car payments? Mm. How much student loan debt is it and how much is your car? So the student loans are about 27. Uh, the car is about 22 and I make 72. And you make how much? 70? 72, yeah. 72, okay. I... If it were me, I think that you have a great income starting out. I mean, to make 72 starting out at 22 years old, I think is excellent. I don't think that your rent is especially high. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm spending $2,000 a month. Um, I personally would not move back with my parents. The only question that I was, what I thought you were going towards is I have these roommates and it's super loud and I can't get any work done. Like I thought you were going to go down that pathway, but it doesn't seem like that's the issue. Um, I think that you can buckle down and pay off this debt. Um, your $22,000 car is, is, I don't love that, but it's within the threshold. So I, I'm not mad. Sure. How quickly, yeah. have you done a budget? Do you know how much money you have left over after rent, after groceries, after gas that you could put towards debt? Yeah, sure. So, you know, each month after I make all my payments, I save around 800 to to $1,000 already. Oh, mm-hmm. good. That's good. Yeah, Jack, okay, so 
this is always kind of a tough question because mathematically it's like, you know, you would think our answer would be like, absolutely, whatever you can mm-hmm. to reduce expenses and throw as much of the debt, yada, yada, yada. But what that doesn't factor in by just kind of like using that escape and using that plan is that there is something to be said about that Jack signed up for the student loan and Jack signed up for the car loan. And so Jack needs to figure out how to do this. And after you do it, there is something about this dignity as a young adult that you're like, oh, yeah, I had a problem. And I solved it. Now, yeah. could part of that solution be you move home with your parents and there's a very strict plan that you're only going to be there for 12 months and whatever, whatever, whatever. Sure. Right. It's not. A com- I, I'm not one of these people that's like never, ever do that. But, but it's I not do, dire straits. But I do lean towards Jade that there's a part of me, Jack, that I'm like, I think you're I think you're a grown man. And I think that you can figure this out. And I think you could take a side hustle at night to bring in some more money. Um, I just was doing an every dollar webinar yesterday and we talked about side hustles and there's so many people that were making anywhere from 800 to $2,000 a month doing a side hustle. So I think there's ways to earn extra income. And um, again, if you had a really diligent plan and it was, again, something that you're like, this is, you know, there's a a time frame. Yeah. I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do it and be done Mm -hmm. and get out like you could, but. I don't know, Jack. There's a part of me that I'm like, I, I think that I just you're like you having you your freedom. Yeah. And not moving back in with mom and dad. It just does something to an adult mind yeah. when, and I always use this example. It's kind of a stupid one. But when you open up the refrigerator and there's no milk and you don't have bread and you're like, oh man, I have to be an adult and I have responsibilities and I have to figure out how to make life work. And there is just that extra safety net when you move home naturally. Yeah. Mom's going to go get the milk. Yeah. That, that like, you know, you're going to be taken care yeah. of, which is fine. But I think it stunts a level of this personal responsibility and and being an adult and if you start dating and like i don't know just all this stuff just moving back look home. the dating it's the <laughs> dating for me rachel because i would be thinking the same thing jack like if i met you and i'd be like jack's great and then i'm like wait but we're going to your mom's house there'd be just this little piece of me that i'd be like oh man so for that reason I, it's like shark tank for that reason alone i'm out <laughs> but the other thing i wanted to ask you just about your money is are you contributing to a 401k through your work I am, yep. So my employer matches 4%. So I put 4% to 401k and then another 6% into a Roth IRA. Okay, so just a a piece of advice, and this is the way we Mm -hmm. teach. Right now you're giving away 10% of your income. And if it were me, I would pause that temporarily while and get that money back in my hands so I can quickly pay off this debt. By the way, even if you did choose to go to your parents' house and live, I would still do that. Because the whole point is, let's get this debt wiped up as quickly as possible. And then when your debt's gone, you'll have so much more money that you can be investing another 5% when the time comes to be investing 15%. And I love that way more for you. Do you happen to have any safe? Oh, do do I get rid of him? And by the way, Jack, if you have any savings laying laying around, I would also throw that towards your debt. Because something tells me, Rachel, that he is a guy that might have a little bit of savings yeah, in a so, little yeah, pile somewhere. If there's somewhere. anything extra, Jack, yeah, just throw it on this debt. And I think that you can, fig- I think you can do this. I think you can get out without mm-hmm. having to move back home. I understand, again, the math side of it. So if that's what you choose to do, it's not a completely wrong decision. Right. But there is something in the holistic picture of who you are as a whole person that I think is, there's something about just being on your own and figuring out that I think it's great. Mm-hmm. All right, up next, we have Gracie in Salt Lake City. Hey, Gracie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? I have a little question because my, well, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'm kind of 
I'm talking in circles here. So I'm wondering if I should get life insurance for my daughter. She's 10 months old. Um, my mom got life insurance for me when I was a baby, which is awesome. But my husband doesn't have any life insurance at all. And so he's kind of like, it doesn't matter. And I'm kind of like, well, but it would be nice. And um, I just want to hear your yeah, take on that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so a rule of thumb is that your insurance and your investments should always be separate. And usually when it comes to children getting life insurance, there's a level of whole life in there. There's a, an investment vehicle within it and, it, and it ends up being an entire financial product that mm-hmm. that is is always, a, it's not a good product, not- essentially. Because we what you want to think about with life insurance is that if someone is dependent upon your income... You want life insurance. So your husband needs life insurance, Gracie. You, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, need life insurance. But we recommend term life and go down that path. So anything like there's like Gerber insurance, like, uh, and again, a lot of whole life. Yeah, a lot of whole life policies will market to children. And they're like, oh yeah, well, if you put this in, and then it's going to grow to this. And I mean, it, it, it's it's this entire, honestly, it's the whole product is just crap because the investment inside is not great and your your baby doesn't need life insurance. Right. They're the not whole dependent purpose, upon her. The whole purpose is if something, God forbid, was to happen to you or your husband, you want to make sure she's taken care of. Because right now you guys to provide everything for her. So if your baby were to have life insurance, if God forbid something happened to the baby, that's then you guys would reap the money from it. And that doesn't make sense. It makes sense that if something were to happen to you or your husband, there would be a ton of money there waiting for her that whoever her caretaker would be, Mm -hmm. she would be just fine. So it's kind of like flipping your mind on why do we take this out and what's it really for? Yes. And again, people will throw in the whole investment side. But again, if you open up a whole life policy and she goes and tries to and she cashes it out at 18 or something and and changes it up, um, what she could have had if you had just invested it in a mutual fund under like an UPMA account, or you even put into a college fund for her, like a 529, would be leaps and bounds more money. You would gain way more of a rate of return and interest on that versus the crappy investments that sit inside of life insurances. So it's a great question, Gracie. Again, she does not need life insurance. You and your husband need life insurance and term life. And we always recommend Xander Insurance. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com, you can find them on our site. Um, they're the they're where we get our term life insurance, my husband and I, because right. uh, they have great rates. They shop all different services. It's not just one provider that they look at. And so life insurance to all of you listening, if someone is dependent upon your income, you need life insurance. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. 
The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly Done Right promise. So if it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey today to learn more. Love it. Today's question comes from Amy in Louisiana. She says, how do you navigate social social situations while trying to stick to a budget? I recently volunteered to help with a friend's baby shower, and my husband and I agreed upon a certain number to spend on it. The girl whose shower it was connected me to another friend who wanted to help host, who I had never met. In the planning conversation, I asked her what her budget was and told her the number I could help with. She said she didn't have a budget, but my contribution was fine. Long story short, the shower ended up being bigger and more expensive than I expected. It's way over my budget, and she asked if I could reimburse her to pretty, uh, pretty if I could help to- reimburse her to pretty close her half, so to close up, like close the gap. There's a typo there. This is awkward. I feel like it tried to set expectations, but here we are help oh geez wow look i almost lost it whilst reading obviously (laughs) here's the thing um you told her from the beginning yeah rachel correct me if i'm wrong because this look this is what jade Jade, go go if i told you from the beginning i can spend two hundred dollars then i am spending two hundred dollars and if she who did not have a budget said that's great thank you you know whatever your contribution is that's fine if she already said fine, then at that point, if she chose to buy other things, yep, that's I her. am not reimbursing you. Matter of fact, I'm going to go like, well, why would you spend more? Like I would be asking her questions as to why she chose to spend more when yep, she could have easily just matched my budget and it been even 200, 200. Yes, Whoa. I know. It was, so Amy, I mean, honestly, you did such a you're so wise in it. I'm yeah. like, you knew going in. Yeah. Here's my budget. Talk to your husband about it. You had a set amount. You communicated that. Mm-hmm. And the other per- person chose to do something different. And that's not your problem. It's sure That's not. not your problem. You set expectations. So honestly, if it's a girl you've never met, you probably will never see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much. Knowing myself, I'm probably more I'm probably more of a people pleaser. So I feel like I would even find the text thread. Hopefully like which And send the screenshot. Yeah, and just yeah. say, Hey, so sorry, my husband and I had we had, you know, put this money aside. This is all we could do. Uh I mentioned that to you earlier. Here's a, you know, here's a yeah. shot of our conversation. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, let me know if there's anything else I can do to help, not money related or something. But yeah, I, I mean, ugh. the silver lining is this is a person she's never met. Now, if this is like, if this is a friend, a friend, then and, that is really awkward. But I think, but again, I think you have to, you have to stick to your guns and you now yeah. if you had not communicated an expectation and you different. show up and it's all, then that is like, oh man, but on the front end. So you guys, everyone listening or watching right now, this is a great lesson that if you go into an event, a social event, which happens all the time, yeah. whether it's wedding showers or uh, weddings with a wedding gift, mm-hmm. uh, teacher presents. Uh, a lot of our classes will pull money together to get one teacher gift. Yeah, And, you know, if, if there's any type of group situation and you have a set amount of money, don't be That's don't it. feel any level of I, I feel bad that I have a set amount. Communicate it. 
and say it out loud because it's going to give you peace. It's going to give you control. Mm-hmm. And the more practice you have talking about money and social situations, I think the easier yeah. it becomes. It can't feel awkward at first, but. And I think probably one other thing, and maybe who knows if she did it or not, but like as as the planning commences, just being a rem- reminder, remember, I'm only going to be able to spend 200. Like, yep. so if she's suggesting, oh, it would be so cool if we did like these little balloon thingies. Okay. But remember, I can only spend $200. Yes. Oh, but like, oh, I found this great little caterer. Da, 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 da. Yes. But remember, I can only spend $200. Like as yes. long as you make that, like the mantra that you're saying over and over, then there's no room for anybody. To- yeah. It's so funny, Jade. I'm like, you know, these just social scenarios whether it's kid birthday parties or again showers Mm -hmm. or i mean anything that has a level of um a what's it called like not like a group funding yeah but like the vibe like what's like like the aesthetics yes you want the aesthetics to be beautiful a 40th birthday party you know big celebrations all of that you know there is this balance of you want to celebrate people so if you're putting something on for someone a good friend you obviously you want to celebrate that person or if it's you throwing it for x y and z in your family that's right you want it to be nice like i get all of that otherwise you want want to be beautiful you want it to be beautiful but also you guys it's just gotten out of control the expectations of all these events is crazy is crazy so it's not normal like just so you know that it's not normal to have food trucks at your two-year-old's birthday party with bounce houses like it's just that's not normal but it's become normal so we have this expectation that this is what our life should look like to some degree and it's not i heard plenty of stories about um like bachelorette parties oh my gosh where it's like getting married right now i listen to girls that are getting married and they're in the bachelorette parties and the wedding showers and the weddings and and there's a trip if there's a trip involved oh yeah there always is now i was like only the kardashians did that like when i was getting married 15 years ago i was like people didn't go on these like no. extravagant trips and like, at least spend. we didn't you have to sp- you have to fork over it's, some major cash to be in a bridal pa- party these days it's real it's really i wish we all could just like all the women in america could lock arms and just make a pact <laughs> that like we won't do this to each other no like more. we were all just together yeah our big birthday party, everything like it's okay it's okay we're not we're not we're not doing this yeah i'm not doing it it's hard so so hard but again clearly verbalizing what you can do is wise it's not awkward it's actually very very smart for you and your money that's right good job amy all right up next we have joey in manhattan hey joey welcome to the show hi good afternoon thank you so much for taking my call absolutely how can we help um, yeah, so I can explain a little bit of my situation, um, but essentially I am 23 years old. I make about $60,000 a year, and I want to save up for a house, and I know that kind of like the traditional rule is to pay cash for it, um, but my parents struggled with debt, you know, as I was growing up, so I'm a really big saver, and for that reason, you know, I try to prioritize um, Roth IRA, you know, different stocks that I have. I also have life insurance, which I'm sure uh, you both have some opinions on. Um, but I guess to boil it down, my question is really how much should I be saving to buy something? Cause I'm a little bit against renting, even though I know that that's totally okay. If that's still yeah. allows me to save. I mean, I love that you're thinking about all of this and you're trying to make smart choices with your money. I think I would applaud you on that. Uh, you know, you mentioned paying cash for a house. Yeah. If you have the patience and the funding to save up and pay the whole thing full out in cash, I think that's great. But um, if you don't want to do that, that's also fine. You know, I'd look for some some situation where you're paying at least 20% down since you really were hoping to go the cash option. Um, at least 20% down, I'd look for a 15-year fixed conventional rate mortgage. 
And I'm just, if you don't mind, I would just love to poke a few holes in how you're doing this because I think you might be able to do this in a more effective way. Do you yeah, mind? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, no, go ahead. So you mentioned stocks that you had. Yes. Can you tell me a yes. little bit more about that and how much is there? Yeah, so I have about 8,000 kind of spread across um, regular stop, stocks that I just invested on my own via like the Robinhood app. So different things like Apple, Facebook, uh, Tesla, just like big kind of like famous stocks that I know kind of will do well over time. Yeah. In addition to that, I do invest um, just like on the app called Acorns. I have my Roth IRA through them. So I have another 12,000 just kind of invested in like one of their aggressive kind of sets. So it's just different stocks that they kind of pick for me and manage. Okay. What um, percentage do you put towards that? It's not a percentage. I have, well, I don't know it off the top of my head. I do normally about a thousand a month, depending okay. on kind of where the rest my is. My point about. in saying all this is you might have a little bit more to put towards this than you think. I'd probably stop with the stocks. And if you wanted to get here sooner than later, I'd probably put some of that stock money towards saving for a house, especially if you already have three to six months saved. Anything that you save up past that is really going to help you get that down payment quickly. So if it were me, if I had those six months saved, then I would probably liquidate those stocks, put it towards a down payment. And if there was any other cash laying around above three to six months, I'd use that to start building that savings for a down payment as well. Yeah, any non-retirement, Joey, can go towards that. It's great. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with my friend and Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. And Thanksgiving is coming up, you guys, and I wrote a kid's book called I'm Glad for What I Have. And so the idea of gratitude and contentment and all of that is is so key. And again, it's kind of part of the the holiday that we are in even this week. So if you have not had a chance to grab a copy for your little ones or the little ones in your life, I'm glad for what I have. Uh, learning, learning contentment and learning, spoiler alerts, that God's love is the thing that fulfills you. Apparently, I haven't said yes. that enough. And some of my Amazon reviews were like, it's religious. They didn't tell us. And I was like, oh, gosh, sorry. Spoiler alert. It's God that fills, uh, <laughs> that fills us and brings deep contentment. But these little, these little animals, you know, go through uh, understanding that their stuff is not bad, but they start to believe if I can just have more and more and more, I'm going to be happier and happier and happier. Yeah which we can fall into that mindset as adults too. 
And at the end of the day, we all know that it just doesn't fulfill us the way we think it does. So I'm yeah. glad for what I have. My new children's book. You can check that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Love right, it. Up next, we have Ryan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks we are, for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. How can we help? Um, so I have a few questions. Um, I guess I have a pretty decent amount of money saved, um, and I was kind of wondering how to go about making it more of like a passive income um, and uh, just seeing if there's anything better I could be doing with my money than what I'm doing now. Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so how much money do you have saved? Uh, about just... A little over 150000 Okay. And what's it in now? Uh, mostly CDs. Okay. And do you have uh, do you have any debt, Ryan? No. No debt. And do you have and any other savings besides this? Any retirement? Um, well, that's money that I just have set aside that I don't touch at all. Um, so I guess that would be like towards that, yeah. Okay, but you don't. Do you have like a Roth IRA or a four hundred one k? Oh yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and I have a TSP also. Cool. Okay, and how much money do you make a year? Um, now not too much. Um, I took a pay cut. Um, I'd say like fifty thousand now. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And what's your living situation? Are you renting? Do you own a home? Where are you at in, with that? Um, I'm in the military now, so okay. I don't have, um, so I don't own anything now. Just okay. military housing? Yes. Okay. What branch are you in? Uh, the army. Okay, great. Well, thank you for your service and sacrifice doing that. We, we greatly appreciate it. So yeah, this is a, this is a good amount, right? I'm very impressed that you saved $150,000. You have it in a CD and I think you're right. I think you can put it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that can actually get you a little bit more, make make more. I'm just curious, when you said yeah. passive income, did you have something in mind? Like, is there something that you were thinking of that you wanted to run by? Um, I mean, I've only looked at, like, property, really. But, like, I, like other than that, like, nothing really. Um, but I, I don't know, like, what the best thing to be doing with that is. Um, I can tell you what I, I might do. do. Yeah. So I'm assuming you have no debt. Yeah, no debt. And other than like, this is the only savings you have. So what I would, if this is what Jade would do, I would probably set aside what I think my expenses are for about six months. And I'd put that separate, like in a high yield savings account. And then if it were mm -hmm. me, how long do you plan on being in the military in the way that you're like hopping around? Um, I guess it kind of depends on like how, how it goes. Um, I probably, my years. next goal would be, setting aside enough money that when I'm done with the military or where I'm more stable, where I could buy a home in cash. Okay. So I'd probably invest it. Like you said, five years, I'd probably just throw it in an S and P 500 account and let it sit. And in five, six years when I'm ready for it, chances are it will have grown. And mm -hmm. I would, that's or at what, least use it for a, for a big down payment. A big down payment. Yeah, yep. because Ryan, I think, I think the first goal would be, you know, owning your, owning a home uh, is one of the big pieces of your financial picture. And so we want you to be able to do that. 
and then eventually own it outright. So what Jade is saying is is right, that if you can just buy it with cash outright, your primary home, then obviously that's not going to be passive income like your question, but it starts to get you towards a financial stability. Because if you just dream for a second and think, oh my gosh, if you put 50% or 75% or 100% down on your home, and even if you took out a small mortgage and you paid it off, yeah, then you're that same ability to save Ryan that you have now is still probably going to be there in who you are that that's a part of you you're a natural saver you're looking for ways to make money you're looking for ways you even asking about passive income and then from there is where you can say okay I want to put some away for retirement but also yeah maybe I do go and and I and I get and I get a property buy a property yeah. in cash and flip it and maybe resell it and you can kind of be in that game with cash or hold on to it and rent it out. But all of those things are secondary to your primary residence. That would be the next big spot. But I'm I'm with Jade. I mean, a Vanguard account, yeah, putting it in an index fund like an S&P 500, it's going to be better than a CD. You'll get a better rate of return yeah. on your money. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably, I would do exactly what Jade said. I mean, I, I lean towards that. And it's not as like sexy and flashy as passive income. Like, right. But is it but really passive? But, but it's stability. Like, we're, like you're setting yeah, yourself but, up mm-hmm. for the future. And er, how... Did you tell us how old you were? How old are you? I'm 27. 27. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's plenty of time to do all of this. And yeah, I mean, you could look up in 15 years and have some great cash to get into the real estate game and do it without risk Mm -hmm. with cash and all of that. But I think at this place, I think the next wise step um, once all this settles. And and again, the S&P 500, I mean... If you get some growth, you'll pay some taxes on it, but you could take it out and use it if you wanted to, yeah. right? But I would probably just let it sit there because you don't have a lot of, you know, you, you may not have a lot of expenses. You have no debt. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason for major passive income right now. That's right. Would you would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, um, but again, I like where your mind is at because I think that's more of a long-term play to be looking into that realm. But I think that it's going to be sooner for you, Ryan, than some people listening because you've set yourself up really 100%. well. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Good no job. debt and $150,000. So well done. Well done. Up next, we have Adam in Pittsburgh. Hey, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so my wife um, is uh, employed by a company that um, grants stock to Uh, all employees and she's been with that company for quite a while now and has uh, we've gained actually quite a bit of stock and I was unsure what to do with that um, with that stock and has actually come to the point where we have enough to pay off the mortgage to our house and curious (laughs) if we should if that was a worthwhile sale to pay down the mortgage essentially one two three yes <laughs> okay yeah for sure adam i mean the company stock you know we always i mean i, I think it's a nod to them that's a great thing yeah. but you're stuck into one stock and enron mm-hmm. is always the name that oh, comes gosh. to my head right yes. and so there's always right. always going to be risk even if it's a company you work for and even if it's a great company you're mm-hmm. still not diversified mm-hmm. so we always do recommend not right. to put so much into company stock so if you guys right. have that much i would add on i would cash it out pay off your home oh it's gonna feel so great how much is oh, it man. how much do you guys yeah. have left 
Uh, it's about two hundred grand. Come on, amazing, Adam. Do you guys have any other debt? But it's it's a sub it's a sub three percent interest rate, and that's the only reason where I'm I'm waffling on that deci- decision because, you know, maybe that is a nice sum for you know retirement one day, but I don't know if that outweighs you know, not having that mortgage at this point in time, but yeah. Right, I guess, right. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, I but I, my question. yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but I also think that you can get a better rate of return by you guys putting money away for your retirement and not dependent upon the employee stock. That's right. That's um, right. So I would put retirement in you and your wife's control mm-hmm. in, you know, 401k or a Roth IRA that's more diversified in mutual funds and go that route, have your house paid off and you guys can throw so much yeah. money in retirement and have an incredible retirement. So well done, Adam. Well done. Thanks, Jay, for being a great co-host. Thanks to all guys in the booth for making the show happen. Thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with my great friend and Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw. And we are, again, answering your questions about your life, your money, your relationships, your career, anything and everything. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. All right, we're going to go to Vancouver with Giuliano. Giuliano, what a great name. Welcome to the show. How can we help? Hi there. Thank you so much for having me on. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I had a question. So, um, we're actually moving to Indiana in about six months. We're just waiting for my immigration papers to oh. go through. I had the pleasure of marrying an American. Okay, um, so great. Well, welcome to America, Giuliano. <laughs> okay, so uh, so you guys are getting married. You're moving down to Indiana. Yeah. And uh, our court, so we have a townhouse in Vancouver and um, the market here has just been crazy. We've done very well just by owning. So we're looking to enter the U.S. with approximately 300,000 U.S. And um, I'm looking to try and purchase a house that's under that limit in order to be mortgage free. We're both 29. Wow. Uh, whereas, whereas, whereas my wife's pushing a little bit to maybe have a little bit nicer of a kitchen or a slightly bigger property and kind of go more up to the 350, 400 range and have a small mortgage. Sure. Huh? Um, my, my big concern there, obviously I, I value the, the advice you guys give is to try to be mortgage free. Um, but I'm about five months into starting my own business and, uh, the idea of being mortgage free gives me peace of mind knowing that I don't have to maintain such high monthly debts. So how do I, talk to my wife and I guess compromise or get her to see my, my view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much, how much are you guys going to be bringing in a year? Do you know? Uh, I, I have an opportunity to work for a bank in the U S which would bring in about a hundred thousand, but I'm currently trying to pursue my own business, which, uh, I, I'm trying to make the same amount, but it's, it's only been about four months. Okay. What are you make? Sorry. What are, are you making anything from your own business? Not yet, no. Um, but our product goes live in about a month or so. Okay, that's great. And what's your wife make? Uh, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We have three okay. lovely children. Okay, so great. Um, have you guys look? Have you looked to see what I'm sure you have? Kind of what the market is for around under that three hundred thousand dollar mark. 
Yeah, like in in my own opinion, I'm I believe I can compromise a little bit more. And for around two fifty, the home size meets all of our family needs. It's really, I guess, just the trimmings and slightly bigger size of properties. What my wife's wanting for the the family. What does two fifty get you? Be specific. Uh, a, a four bedroom, three bathroom, two thousand square foot home on okay. maybe a four thousand square foot lot. Okay, and how old? Like how like fairly old or. Two- 15 to 20 years old. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, man. I, I don't think I don't think either of you are wrong. I was going to say, me start I can with understand that. where your wife is coming from. I can. And we're, we're I, well, like, the, the reason I understand where she's coming from is because you could afford, you can afford easily to do that. Yes, like if you yes. have $300,000 in cash, taking on a 50 $50,000. or $100,000 mortgage is, you'll mm-hmm. be just fine. Yes. And... Yeah. I honestly think that it could be, this is a, I'm going to do a little bit of girl math here. I honestly think it could be a little worth it because if it's a newer, nicer property, there may be less spent in repairs when you first get in. So it's like, do you want to pay for less headache up front or do you want to pay less? And when you come in, it's like, all right, we got to switch the carpet. All right, we got to do something yeah. about this weird tile in the we're gonna, bathroom. We're going to want to replace the kitchen cabinets in yeah. two years. We're going to we're gonna want to do all these things when it could be more done on the front end with a very small mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm voting. Can I place my vote? Can I put my ballot in? Absolutely. I'm, yes. I yes. think I'm voting team wife. <laughs> okay. This is only because, well, let me, before I vote team wife, do you have any other debt? Uh, no other debt. No. Do you have any money saved besides uh, the three hundred k? We have twenty five thousand saved. It's not earmarked Good. for retirement or education. It's just general just saving. Sa- yeah, and, just an emergency. Fund. Let's sorry, call it emergency I, they're, fund. They're actually yes, and and there is a little bit of debt actually. Um, it's just the debt that I'm accruing from starting my business. What's that? But we're looking at uh, currently about forty thousand. Oh, that's not um, a little bit. No, so the the money we're entering with the U.S. at three hundred, I've factored in that we're going to be paying this debt down as well. Well, what I would do is I take some of that. I take forty thousand of the three hundred k and pay it off completely. Because if you want to talk cool. about going into your new business, whenever that is, it sounds like you're trying to build that bridge now. That for me would provide more stress. Having debt on the business would give me more stress than having fifty thousand dollars on a home. Because with your home, yeah. at least it's a forced savings account. Every time you make a payment, more goes into the equity, right? And more goes onto that principal. But with this debt hanging yeah. around, I'm sure there's an interest rate attached. Plus, there's just the stress of, oh my gosh, I've got to make this thing successful. Because if not, we're left with this price tag. And working from that place of debt is never what I would recommend. You're going to make completely different decisions. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like That is going to affect how you run your business more than you could possibly imagine. And, comma, right. I want to make sure that you're not continuing to add debt as mm-hmm. you start this business. Right. I, I hear you. So, so to summarize, you're saying pay down the accrued debt and then pay transfer off. that essentially over, pay, pay off and yes. transfer the debt over to a small mortgage that is manageable monthly. I'm saying take the 300000 pay off forty. So now you're left with two sixty, and then... Now this does change a little bit what size home you get. So I can't, I wouldn't necessarily. It's not swapping debt for debt. It's not swapping debt from debt. But it is using, yes, that cash that you have from the sale of your home in Canada Mm -hmm. to help pay off the business debt. 
And then I think because of that choice, yeah, there's you're taking on what we had said earlier, anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand may go down to fifty. Maybe yeah, now you max exactly. out a fifty thousand yeah. dollar mortgage, and that's what we're going to do. And I think that is gonna that's going to give you a totally different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, on the on the business side, I mean, I think Jade is right. We we talked to so many small business owners through Entree Leadership, a department here at Ramsey Solutions, and help walk with them. And one of the phrases, and again, we're pretty countercultural. I mean, even talking about taking on yeah. a small, you know, <laughs> we understand all that, yeah. but but moving at the speed of cash, it, it changes it changes who you are. It changes how you go home at night. It changes your sleep. It changes the anxiety that you feel towards a small business. When there's not that risk yeah. there, you're going to move slower. It's not as fun and as exciting. And people... What we find, especially with entrepreneurs, they have so many ideas and a lot of them are great and hopefully they all work. But sometimes they get stuck with a bill with something that didn't work and they're having to pay for it for years to come. Mm -hmm. So just be thoughtful on that. So yeah, we're we're like half team wife. I'd go half that that earmark. 50,000 maybe. 50,000 on a mortgage and you guys can pay it off quickly and get a better home uh, that you're not gonna have to keep up with as much. I think that's great. Well, thanks so much for calling in. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. And what's fun about... Being here at the Ramsey Solutions headquarters is all the Ramsey personalities work here. You know, we're in and out of meetings. We see each other in the hall. And we um, were talking about a video that we saw recently, which we'll, we will show you guys here in a second. But the perfect person to talk about this was walking by, Ken Coleman. Yeah, I got the bat signal. It's and very we said, Ken, come in here yeah. and join us for this segment because there was a video that was published. Was it, was it Bloomberg that... Maybe Business Insider. Do you guys know? I mean, it was just everywhere. It was, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, yeah. TikTok. It, it was a it was a TikTok video of a young girl. Um, we're gonna say Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was struggling with the reality of what working full time meant Uh-oh. and how it felt. Nine to five. Nine to five. The exhaustion. So let's go ahead and uh, play play that video. Sweet girl. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like I don't have energy to work out. Like that's out the window. Like I'm so upset. Oh my God. 
good. Oh Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office, like it doesn't you don't get off at five. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but like I literally get off, it's pitch black, like I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out i just want to oh hug her <laughs> okay first things her. first she gets home around 6 15 and all she has time for is eating and showering i want to know how long of a shower she's taking <laughs> does she have kids? that's a long shower <laughs> that's, oh, i'm oh, like Jane. where do you oh, have kids no she has no concept of time i don't <laughs> have time to work out to see boys what at 6 15 what are you doing wait though wait though ken because i kind of there were parts of me that kind of felt what she was saying a little bit what part because i've always worked from home i've always run business from home which means like you get the you have the ability to tweak your schedule very easily. You don't have to ask anybody. If I say I'm going to start my day at 9 a.m. or if Tuesday I go, I got to take my daughter to daycare. I'm going to start my day at 10 a.m. and then I'm going to come back at 9 p.m. and f make up that hour. I can do that. But when you when you have a nine to five job, it's like, no, you're here from nine to five. That is your block. So it is a lot less freedom in that way. And when I took this job, it was my first nine to five. I, I felt this shell shock. Like I was like, oh wow, this is a big block of time. I've always blocked my time in smaller chunks. You're very sweet. That you, what you're saying is not the same as what she's saying. It's not the same, she's but saying I kind of got it. When she gets home at six fifteen, all she has time for is a shower <laughs> and maybe a quick microwave meal. What she's really saying is she's shook. She's shook by the the schedule change. What she's really saying is she's weak. No, no, this is a weak-minded young girl. <laughs> no, Ken Coleman. No, she's struggling. Ken, she okay, said, stop, "I like my stop, job, stop. Okay. but if I lived in the city and I could walk there, I'd be fine." The whole meltdown was <laughs> about her time from six fifteen until bedtime. I'm telling you, and she didn't account for the four hours. Thus, this is a young girl who's very kind and sweet. But if you're used to more hours, this is a meltdown on TikTok. It is a meltdown. But if you nothing. are used to more hours in your day that you can spend. The way you okay, choose. Okay, but, but she it, it does feel like this is her first job, though. It's a, it's her first job. Yeah. She is reacting she's, she's, to like, oh my gosh, I just this hit is, like this is real adulthood. World. This is adulthood. Yeah. Thank you. I, and, and, it's adult. But let me say this: I remember, I remember waking up probably like four months into work after college, okay, coming here and thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is my this is my life. This is my life for the next. 40 years or however long like every point up until then there's a transition right yeah. elementary school to middle school to right. high school there's something new and and you wake up in this like daunting adult brain where you think this is okay this is my life forever and i remember getting home watching wheel of fortune at 6 30 and at seven o'clock i was tired no i wasn't on tiktok <laughs> crying like i knew like i have bills to pay like we have to work we're adults here but I do think it is. I get you're it. Tired. I think so too. You're tired. Please I, tell me you're tired. You get tired. You're 100%. tired. Hundred <laughs> percent. Last night, my two teenage boys were out of the house with friends. Josie, our, our youngest, had a, a friend upstairs. I was in the living room watching the football game and completely snoring <laughs> in between. Like wake. So I get it. That's not what this video is about. Uh, but I do. This think video is. Hold on a second. You guys think I'm so mean. You're, I'm not. You're being, no, you're being curmudgeon. D. 
the curmudgeon. Which since when did having common sense make you a curmudgeon? Well, then guilty as charged because this gal is freaking out over the amount of time she has between getting home from work and going to bed. But I know. she may be. That's also, what this is about. She yeah. is freaking out, but she also could be learning something about how she's. She could be. I'm not saying she is. She could be learning something about how she's what she's bent towards. Because I do think some people are more bent towards. I can go to a nine to five job. I can punch my clock. I can be there from whatever, eight to four, nine to five, whatever. And it doesn't bother me. And I get used to it. Great. Fine. And then other people are like, I need to work for myself. I need to be able to set my schedule. Then she should I need do to that. be able to start and stop. She could be like, oh my gosh, if this is the world, like I can't do it. She could be doing that. All right. Let I'm me take saying. another. I'd like to Here's take another, another angle. But, but, but even Jade, let me say this, not against this girl. I'm ready for another angle. But okay. But, but I'm just saying if you had to and didn't have a choice, you got to work. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily probably be melting down. Here's if an idea. You're saying if she, if she had no other options and this is what she had to do, you, you, there's a gum, like you, you would have to find that inner strength. She say, doesn't right, have another gotta option. Work. Like until, you got to work. Yeah. That's right. 100%. That's right. That's right. That's you right. got to work. Let me, let me take another tack. Okay? okay. All right. Let me just not be a curmudgeon for a second. All right. Let me, let me put on. The, I think most of America is probably agreeing with you. Of course We're they playing are. devil's advocate. They, they almost always do. But anyway, here's the thing. Let me take the caring dad hat for a moment. Okay, take the caring dad. I understand, sweetheart. This is a real shock to your system. All the things that Sister Jade and Sister Rachel said. They love you. They're your older sister. Sister or sister? You would be sister (laughs) with a U-H or an A only. I get it. Here's the point. If you're struggling like this, call your friend. Uh, Listen to a Taylor Swift song. Uh, talk to mom and Stop dad. Kidding. Don't go on TikTok and melt down. Stop with True that. me. She I'm going to share every. I'm not because let me tell you something. I got some crazy thoughts in my head. I don't want anybody to know. I sure as H E double hockey stick. I'm not going on TikTok. Going. I'm wildly insecure and I'm anxious Aww. and I'm melting down. Well, let me just tell you, I what, edited some things out that were even more personal. So Wait, that's what? the. I edited some things out that were even more personal. Oh, so wow. that was the edited version. That's right. You did. I have seen, and I know. Yes. We, so what I'm saying is, as the dad, can we yes. stop sharing our souls on TikTok? Now that Ken is very good. Very we good. We all deserve we a chance to melt down. Yes. But for yes. God's sake, do it in private with, your, with a friend, <laughs> with somebody safe. Get with I, Jesus. I yes. Do. <laughs> now we're talking about this poor girl on a huge show, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't I mean her any ill will at all. Because no. I'd actually go. Oh, I want to give you a hug. I get it. Life is hard. This does suck. Yeah. Either move into the city later when you could afford it, or let's get a job where we don't have to commute because commuting is a real stress. Yeah. I I don't want to in any way minimize the commute, but you know, look, you get home at 615, maybe you don't take a three hour shower. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe you work out at five. Maybe eat on the train. Yeah. Maybe get up at 530, work out. I don't know. Lots There's of things we can do. do. There's a way to do it. And I will say this. It's a cry After for having help. multiple children sitting here, all of us, Yes. we probably can adjust more. Yeah. By That's the way, right. I'm she's not kidding. It makes you. It yeah. makes you adjust. They yeah. don't know tired. No. Having multiple kids is tired to the bone. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. There it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Ramsey Personality Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey Personality Jade Warshaw. And we brought 
Our other fellow Ramsey personality, Ken Coleman, by. Big bro stopped in. Yes. Just big, walking big, through the halls. Brother, Nothing we, to do. We waved him in yeah. because we had a reaction video last segment. <laughs> and we just love Ken. And we said, you we'll keep him. Why Aww, don't you stay one more segment. So fun. And help answer a few of these calls coming in. So let's go to Kyle in Macon, Georgia. Hey, Kyle. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Jay. Hey, Ken. Thanks so much for taking the call today. Absolutely. How can we help? So uh, just, a, I guess, a little backstory. My, my wife's a teacher. Um, we live in one county, and she teaches in another. Um, we're currently uh, new to the, the whole uh, baby steps thing, but we're all in. We've signed up for Ramsey Plus. We've got every dollar premium. We've got everything awesome. set up. Wow. We're starting our budget. Um, so we're, 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 we're going hard. Um, but uh, we're, we're kind of future thinking, and so we're considering whether to – uh, when we get the baby step four, pay off our current house completely uh, as we're kind of working through the four, five, and six, or just pay off enough as a down payment for a new house in the county where she teaches. Now, the reason behind it is because it's going to cost us about $2,500 a year per child to send them across county lines to the school where she teaches at. Um, so we're kind of trying to figure out what's, what's the, the best option to be more financially prudent for our family's future. Okay. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. So your wife, she's teaching in the county over and so you're just I want to clarify, make sure I got the question correct, that you guys are trying to decide, okay, once we get to baby steps four, five, and six, should we just go ahead and move or pay off our house in full in the county that you're in? Correct. Yeah. So we wanna yeah, determine whether we want to pay off here before moving or you just pay off enough to move, um, to where we can move into a house with all the prerequisite twenty percent down yeah 15 year fixed and all that quick question what's the benefit of moving the kids to the new school district just to be in the same school as mom or is it a better school district uh it's a better school district so we're kind of on the outskirts of the the town so Warner robbins is the greater area and houston county is the county that it's in mm-hmm. uh, but we're we're literally like a mile from the border of houston county so but we're, we just happen to not be a part of it i probably would then I'd once you get to baby steps four, five, and six, I'd continue to pay extra towards the mortgage just like you normally would because it's still a forced savings account. And when you get ready to move and you sell your home and you receive that equity, that would be your down payment on your next home. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. How if, much? Sorry. Ahead. How much debt do you do you guys have to pay off? Um, so we're at about one hundred and thirty thousand, and uh, we make one hundred and fifty a year. Okay. So how have you guys mapped out the timeline on when you think you'll have it paid off? Yeah, so we're, we're currently looking at May of 2026. Um, I'm actually about to start a uh, side hustle with a friend of mine doing web development and software development. Oh, good for you. Um, and, and hopes to kind of make some extra money to help get this done quicker. Okay, but that has the kids in that school for two more years. Do you guys want to move sooner than that? Well, so they're not in school yet. So our oh, youngest, okay. our, our only child currently is about to be two. And then we have one on the way who's doing that. Oh, okay. okay. So you guys have yeah. some time. Okay, that's great. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good. So we have, yeah, we have the, uh, Daniel, our younger, our only child right now, will not even start for at least three years. So by the time we even get to where he's starting school, we won't, uh, we'll, we'll be done out of, out of consumer debt. <sighs> Gotcha. Um, but just trying to figure out yeah, you know, so, how much time do we give ourselves? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I would definitely still be putting money towards paying off your house, just like Jade said. And then when you guys get to the point that you're like, hey, we're going to move for schools, 
you start looking and then when you sell your house, all that equity can roll down into a down payment and you may have to still take out a small mortgage, um, especially if your house isn't paid off where you guys currently are, which it probably won't be. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. that, that's what I would do. Just like Jade said, it's kind of a forced yeah. savings. You're not losing anything by doing that. Do you awesome. see that? So what, it, yeah, what it, so it, so I guess that, I, that was really our, our biggest thing was, is it when we do decide to move, it's going to be, is it worth $5,000 a year to make the move and, you know, get into a new mortgage versus just paying the $5,000 a year? What's to, the $5,000 a year? I, am I missing that? It's to pay for the kids going out of district. I see. So here's the question. Yeah. You yeah. already answered one power, One part of this is the school system's better where your wife teaches, and that's better for the kids, presumably. Yes? You check that box? Yes. All right. Yeah. So the question is, if the school system that your wife teaches in that you want to send the kids to was in the same place your house was, would you be moving houses? Uh, yeah. I mean, you I, would? We, we would. Yeah. Well. So. Well. No. If we were. If Meaning, we were you'd stay in the house. Early. Yeah. So, which is more important to you, staying in the house that you're in now that it's paid off, or it will be paid off, or uh, saving the five thousand dollars, living in a different house, but the kids are in their district? Because I think that becomes the ultimate question yeah. for me. I'd pay the five thousand a year if I really love the house. Yeah. That's because a good point, now Ken. I get the best of both worlds. So, what what's important to you? What's the most important, the house or the kids in the school district? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think for us, it'd probably be the house just because we're, we're the only reason we moved into this house was just because we had it. We, we used USDA and didn't have any down. And at the time, we know now we know it's not really smart. But so here's we, the deal. That's a line item for you now. Like when the kids are in yeah. school, the $5,000, that's your line item. And it'll be 2500 at first, right? For yeah, one kid? that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it'll yeah, be, be 2500 years. I mean, we're all here. We're all parents here, Ken. You have older kids than us. But also, Kyle, my kids, they're in public school. And I will say one of the gifts of it that we have found is that all the kids are zoned for that school, for our elementary school, for the middle school and high school in surrounding areas. So all mm-hmm. my kids' friends all live in the neighborhood next to us and all of it. So there's like a community that's mm-hmm. built. So I could see mm-hmm. you guys when they enter you know, maybe late elementary school yeah. to be like, gosh, we want to be part of this community. And at that point, that's another value that it's we a very, want. Very good point. To add. And yeah. so then we do want to move for that reason. So even mm-hmm. your reasons for, for you know, maybe you're good to stay in the house you're in till they're in second grade, third grade. Then maybe, maybe not always, maybe you guys feel like, oh my gosh, we want to be part of that community because your kids are in private school. So their friends would be scattered they, everywhere. Ken, they are, right? but... Uh, they're in private schools close by and you wouldn't believe how many kids they went to public school with in elementary school and middle school and they've okay so so rachel makes a very good point very good point on this real quick question are the neighborhoods better i know the school system is better makes me believe that maybe the neighborhoods are better in this other area is that true or false oh yeah absolutely all right so you can look this up google this i won't eat up any time on this but there is actual data out there and it's why we moved into the neighborhood that Stacy and I moved into years ago. And it was a bit of a stretch for us. We sacrificed in other areas to be able to do it. Uh, but there's data out there that the, the nicer the neighborhood, the wealthier the people, more successful people. And that ends up really helping your kids long-term relationships. They're around other successful families. There's something to that. It's not a guarantee. It's not a silver bullet. Don't read too much into that. But there's something to be said, not just from what Rachel said from a community standpoint, but also the relationships and how it bodes for their future. If they become good friends with good families, uh, that, that really helps long-term in their career. They've, they've mapped this stuff out. So I would think about that as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And our, and our church is, is on that side of town as well. So we getting closer to everything is really the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, where, where we're going to well, be. At I would go there, but paying the house off, like yeah. Jade said, still the right play. Absolutely. Until gives you more ready. options. Sounds like you're heading in that direction at some point. Yeah, maybe if over years, Kyle, it'll probably be a longer term decision for you guys. Nothing you'll do in the next year or two. But yeah, um, but yeah I think it's a great goal to have. And, and again, not to keep on this point, but that's how Winston and I were. When our daughter started kindergarten, we knew where we were. We had five years to say, okay, we're, we our goal was to be in this part of the county, all of it. And we started saving and that was our five-year goal and we made it happen, which is awesome. So again, I think having those goals for your family, Kyle, is is huge. And all of you listening and watching that too, just be, you think about yourself. It's not just the money piece, which is important. And we want to be wise about that. But the holistic view of you and your family unit too, I think is, is huge. So thanks for the call, Kyle. Thank you, Ken, for joining us. Yes. I'm going to take off. Always a pleasure. Let you two do your thing. Busy things to do, Ken. Keeping the world afloat. We appreciate. By the way, buy Rachel's new book, I'm Glad for What I Have, and Money's Not a Math Problem by Jade Warshaw. Buy their books. AngieSolutions.com. Go now. Thanks, So kind, Ken. We'll be back. Hey, folks, our brand new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $199. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. It's a free call anywhere in the country. And I always feel like, Jade, the uh, <laughs> the week the week of Thanksgiving obviously brings a lot of gratitude and also a lot of shopping. That's right. Black Friday uh, is a real shopping day. And I think it really can be to your advantage if you don't get taken, you know, carried away with it right. to find some deals for Christmas. I know I have some Amazon alerts uh, that are going to be hitting um, yep, for some gifts. So you can take advantage of that. And also, if you go to RamseySolutions.com slash store, our Black Friday sale is going on. So we have great gifts, meaningful gifts for your friends and family as low as $8. There's audio gift cards for as low as $8. Love Best-selling it. books like Know Yourself, Know Your Money. Uh, my book, the to- and then Dave's book, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past, Change Your Future by Dr. John Deloney, as low as $10. Wow. And Financial Peace University is the lowest price of the year at $59.99. My wallets are out, actually. We have a, uh, a, a color in camel, brown, black, and champagne Ooh. that are going on sale just for this week specifically. So, so many people ask about my wallets and if they go on sale they usually don't but we're doing it for black friday so make sure wow. to check that out so go to ramseysolutions.com slash store and you can pick up also jade pre-sale of jade's new quick read money's not a math problem so again lots of stuff going on here Love at ramsey it. solutions we are here in the festivities of black friday so take advantage of these deals get some great meaningful gifts again for your friends and family ramseysolutions.com slash store up next we have alex in houston texas hey alex welcome to the show hey good afternoon how are y'all we're doing great how can we help 
All right. So um, two forms of debt. Um, unfortunately, I do have a um, car car note, a um, student loan, and um, here are the numbers. So basically, I make uh, forty or excuse me, fifty two gross, which is forty one seven net. Um, at the moment, I've uh, been saving and I actually have eighteen thousand um, dollars saved up. Oh, good for you. Um, Yes, I know. I've been trying to save them as much as possible. So my question is, okay, do I, I know this is kind of a big deal, but like, do I knock out the car if I have 17.9 left? Um, Do I knock out the student loans? What do you have on the student Um, loans? Basically uh, 12,000. You know, I would probably go ahead. Well, we teach the debt snowball where it's your, your lowest amount. So honestly, Alex, I would go ahead and just knock out the student loan debt. Get rid of that. And then if you have your emergency fund of $1,000, your starter emergency fund, you're going to bring that 18 again all the way down to 1000 So you'll throw seven, you'll throw 12 at the student loan, get it paid off. You'll have 5000 left, which is awesome, which means you'll only have, you know, I guess a close to 12000 13000 left to knock out on the car. So I would go ahead and just get the student loan done and then start chipping away at the car next. Okay, so... I also have Kelly Blue booked it, and it I could sell and get it like I could sell thirteen, get 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 thirteen out of it. So, does that play into it at all, or like? You could sell the car for what? Uh, sorry, I could sell the. I have Kelly Blue booked it, and I uh-huh. could sell it for um thirteen three. Thirteen thousand? No, I wouldn't but, because you're still underwater. Yeah, yeah, I would keep the car because okay. it's not it's not an extreme amounts um well you're kind of yeah if you didn't have this 18k saved it would look a lot different but with that money yeah you're going to be out of this in no time to you know oh, cool very quickly all right so then knock out student loans and then throw the five thousand at the car payment and then just have that one thousand saved up right that's yep. what y'all said. exactly mm-hmm. yep that's exactly what we would do that's great, Alex. I'm really, really I'm, yeah. And just the, and what's, what I love about the idea of just the debt snowball and working this plan is that even though you saved 18,000, which is incredible, um, you know, I don't know if you had a goal you were saving for, but the idea, you know, a lot of people are just like, I just know I need to put savings away. And it's kind of this like nebulous idea. Yeah. And so there's something about having that more focused goal of looking at the car and saying, you know, what did we, what did we say? You know, you have like 13,000 yeah. left on it. And to be like, create okay, 13,000, that's my next goal. And there's like an actual number to it. There's mm-hmm. something really motivating about that, Alex. And I would encourage you, you know, if you can bring in an extra $1,000 a month in side hustles, $800. Heck yeah. Make, work a couple nights, maybe some weekends and just pick up some up for a short period of time. You could throw a lot at that 13,000 and get it knocked out really quickly. So again, this idea of um, putting money towards that by upping some income, cutting expenses. Uh, I think at your rate, Alex, you're, you're going to do awesome. So yep, get, I, I'd have that student loan paid off by dinner tonight, Jay. Oh, come on now. Get it out. Love it. it. All right, up next we have Heidi in Houston, Texas. Hey, Heidi, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can uh, we help? Yeah, so my husband and I recently started listening to your podcast and we are looking at our first house and had some questions. Um, so we're currently debt free and we've been saving for a down payment and we've been house hunting for a few years and finally found a house that we both really love. Um, and we were actually thinking about putting an offer on it today. 
Um, we've been looking at our budget a lot and talking about it a lot and the mon- looking at the money that we would need up front. And we had a question about the recommendation that you have for the house payment to be under 25% of your take-home pay. Specifically, uh, we're wondering if you include taxes and insurance um, within that 25% or just the principal and interest. Um, and then kind of tagging off of that also, would you include the 15% that you're, of your household income that you're supposed to invest in retirement um, before you take the 25% of your take-home pay, or would that be? Yeah, yeah. it's great questions, Heidi, mm-hmm. great questions. So so no, you would, you would include that 15%. You would just look at your entire take-home pay that hits that hits your account that and that would include investing right i mean mm-hmm. like it, it would be that entire number so you would not exclude 15 percent and then look at that amount as your 25 percent um no you would look at your entire take-home pay so that is i guess the good news and then the mm-hmm. bad news is yes we do include taxes, taxes. and insurance yeah. in that 25 percent yeah and not to be okay i, I kind of want to add something else to it have you guys picked a house yet like, do you kind of know uh, this is what we're thinking of? Yeah, so we actually, um, we are thinking about putting an offer on a specific house today, actually, that um, they're, um, we're pretty confident that we'd be able to get, we were going to make the offer in a couple hours here. Yeah, um, that's exciting. But yeah, we do have a specific house in mind uh, with like a specific uh, price and everything, mm-hmm. so. Good, good. I always just, I, I always tell people the first time Sam and I bought a house, I was shook by really the cost because I was like, we've got our down payment. That's it. That's all we need. And then Heidi, I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's the down payment. And when we had to put the offer in, they were like, what's your earnest money that you're going to put down? And I was like, earnest money? What's that? And then they were like, then there's closing costs. And some of those you have to pay out of pocket. I'm like, closing costs. And then there was the inspection and the uh, appraisal. And there were all these things that I was like, I... I just didn't know. And luckily we had extra money set aside, but I always like to tell people, hey, be prepared. I always say when you go to buy a house, come in with a stacked deck. And I say down payment for D, earnest money for E, closing costs for C. And then the K, I say consider (laughs) other things such as inspection, all those things, appraisals. So just know going in. Go ahead. I actually have created a very large spreadsheet and included all of those Good things. Good for um, Yeah, that's I've, awesome. I've included, I've included all of those things, down payment, closing costs, prepaid costs, inspection. Let's go. Um, the rent to get out of our apartment in the next few months, um, moving expenses. Um, my husband actually has a 401k that we're trying to um, convert to Roth from a previous job. And we'd like to do that this year since we're in a lower income, um, tax bracket this year. So I've included that. Everything I can think of, but um, amazing. Well done, Heidi. Well done. Wow. I mean, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's a you planner guys, right there. Yes. And the diligence <laughs> of it. I, I'm so excited for you guys. I really am. I think you, you have your focus. You said you're a new listener, but you are doing all the right things and being so wise with a purchase like a house because it's the largest purchase and we want it to be a blessing and not a curse so we're excited for you Heidi I hope hope all the numbers work out and you guys get the house that you want thanks Jade for being a great co-host thanks to everyone in the booth and thank you America for listening this is the Ramsey show live from the headquarters of
of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with good friend and Ramsey personality Jade Warshaw. And we are here to answer your questions. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So first up, we got Cheyenne in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Cheyenne. Welcome to the show. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm fangirling a little bit right now. (laughs) Oh, we're so glad you're here. How can we help? Um, So I just feel super overwhelmed with money. Um, I feel kind of behind in life. I'm a registered nurse. I've been one for about a year and a half. And I currently make around $75,000 a year. That's not my take home. I take home about 4K a month. Um, and I have about 90K in debt, and I still want to go back to school to be able to increase my income. So I'm just looking for advice um, and some reassurance on letting go of my savings that I have. Okay. How much savings do you have? Um, right now, between everything, like all my um, investments and my 403B and just savings in general, I have about 60,000. Okay. How much is a non-retirement? Um, I have 40,000 in a high yield and about 2,000 in just um, like individual investments. Okay. And just investments. Okay. Well, Cheyenne, you're doing awesome. I mean, you got $42,000 saved. That's, that's excellent. That's impressive. Very impressive. I also no, wanted to know if you're, I also wanted to know if you're currently investing still. Yes, I, um, for my 403B through work, I have 12% going to my investor that account. Okay. All right. So um, I know you're probably not going to like what we have to say, because I know there's a lot of that security feeling, even though you feel stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. Um, I think part of that anxiety is just knowing you have this $90,000 of debt looming. Mm-hmm. And the way I feel like, maybe you've combated that. It's just to kind of put some savings to the side to kind of make you feel okay, but yet it's not. The problem isn't going away because the problem isn't lack of savings. The problem is this debt that's hanging over your head that's preventing you from moving forward and going to school. It's preventing all of this stuff. And so, um, you know, we always say, Cheyenne, around here that if you're not happy with your current financial picture, that means you can't keep doing what you've been doing. You have to do something different. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Change is not fun. And so looking at money and acting differently with your money is going to get you a different result. And I would bet, because we have social proof of literally millions of people that have done this, that there is a different way. And Mm -hmm. not that what you've done is wrong. I mean, you have saved and you've done a really great job. But I think there's a couple of things that you could change here and it's going to feel uncomfortable. But I think it's going to make a big difference in this picture, Cheyenne. Are you ready? Yeah. Jay, do you want to drop the ball? Yeah. I I feel like I have to drop the hammer. Um, First things first, I would pause investing because you were like, I make 75,000 and you said it yourself. I make 75,000, but I only take home 4K, which means you feel that 12% leaving each month Mm -hmm. and you feel it leaving because you know there's this debt there, right? So I would temporarily pause the 12%, get that money coming back into your hands and then... I would take that 
along with my 40,000 in savings. I keep a thousand aside because you just need a starter emergency fund, just a little cushion there. So I take 39,000 of it along with the 2K that I have sitting there. So now you've got 41,000 and I'd put it on this $90,000 of debt and I'd knock that back. Now you're looking at, you know, a little under 50. And I would then, because you've got this 12% back in your back working for you, I would just keep going strong and just pound this debt until it's gone. Now, my next question to you is, what kind of time do you have to be working overtime? Um, right now, I don't have a whole lot of time. I work the three 12-hour shifts a week. I work an extra day at a different job. I just added on, and I'm still finishing my master's in June and January, but I have clinical rotations on a different day and online school. So you've day. kind of, you've kind of hit your max at time. Yeah. And look, I, look, I, I get it. There are times where you get to this equation and you're like, all right, I'm putting as much time and effort as I can. And when it gets to that, you've just got to ride that horse across the finish line and know, okay, this is the margin I have. And I've just, at that point, I'm just locked into my timeline. And I know, I've done the math at this point on this date, I will be debt free. And so if you don't have every dollar, um, Austin will pick up and make sure you get every dollar because I want to make sure you plug these numbers in because with every dollar, you can literally go in and say, okay, here's the numbers I'm working with. If I do this certain amount by this specific date, I will be debt free. And then by this specific date, I will be able to build back up my savings and then by this specific, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Cheyenne, when are you done with, you said you have, um, you're still doing your master's. When are you done with school? Yeah, I'm done um, mid-January. So after that, okay. I'll be able to pick up um, like a, two oh. extra shifts, which will help a lot. Perfect. Um, and that extra job have, that you're taking, that, that you have, did you do, uh -huh. I'm sure you did a price comparison versus just working overtime with your full-time job versus this new, yeah, do you get yeah, paid yeah. more? Yeah, I get paid more. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. Yeah, That's so great. Um, yeah. So you. I have a follow-up question. Yeah, sure. Um, for the pausing of investments, should I still keep the match at 4%? I would not. I would, because here's the thing. You're going to be out, be out of debt very quickly. If you do the prescription that we just wrote you, you're going to be out of debt. Uh, let's see, that leaves you with 48 left. Uh, could you live on half of your income? Yeah. Okay. Then you're out of debt in a year, a year and a couple of months maximum. And then when you're out of debt, you're going to build back up your savings. Uh, whatever you think is, you know, four, to, uh, three, three to six to four, months. Yeah. yeah. Within that area, you're going to build that back up. And then you're going to be able to invest 15%. And then at that point, Cheyenne yeah. is when I would start saving up some other cash if you want to go back to school. And here's the wild thing. I feel like sometimes, and it's not always the case, but sometimes we do find that, People are like, hey, I want to go back to school, this, this, and this. And a lot of people just make the decision today, regardless of the yeah. money, and they go into debt and they do it versus having a little patient, a little bit of patience. And you may look up, Cheyenne, I'm not saying this is the case. You could look up in a year from now, start saving and actually be like, you know what? I have no debt. Yeah. I'm funding my retirement. I have savings in the bank. You're going to be in a completely different place emotionally with That's money right. at that point. And you may say... I think I'm good. I think I'm going to work towards, a down, you know, paying off my house or a down payment. I'm going to keep moving on with my financial goals because career-wise, I feel settled and set. Now, you may not. You may say, hey, I'm going to spend another year saving mm -hmm. to pay my way through school, which is great too. But but you never know. But that, that's the beauty of saving and that delayed gratification is your, is your choices change. Your options change. 
and your desires change. And so you actually let time do its work versus making an instant decision, going into debt, and you're stuck in this path. So that's one reason we love the idea of saving up and paying for things, because it puts some like breathing room into the equation. Thanks for calling, Cheyenne. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. Some of the comments on YouTube, Jade, always kind of make me laugh with all the dynamics of yes. the Ramsey personalities. Because sometimes like, I don't think Rachel and Ken really get along. Or <laughs> Deloney seems to not like Jade. Or like there's all I these, like, these funny, like uh, people predict our relationship. But I can tell you in good faith, everyone, we genuinely enjoy each other. That all is right. of us. We're going to have a Christmas party with just us and our spouses coming up at Jade's house. Like we are having fun. That's right. So we love the people we work with. And you know who we love is sweet George Camel. Yes, we love George. George Camel, and if you know him, you love him. He actually co-hosts Smart Money Happy Hour with George, and you guys, he has a brand new book coming out in January called "Breaking Free from Broke." So you can pre-order today for only twenty dollars. You get a hundred, a hundred dollars of free items. Okay, wow. so this is instant access to George's newest talk, "Show Me the Money." You get exclusive access to an online preview, private event, and Q and A with George. The ebook, the audio book. There is so much there, and it even includes three months of every dollar premium. I don't think that's I realized excellent. that. Okay, that's worth even just pre-ordering just yeah. to get the every dollar premium. That's amazing. So George does such a great job. I mean, if you listen to him here on Smart Money Happy Hour or The Ramsey Show, you know that he brings humor, he brings facts, and the way he looks at money has it's such a great thing because he exposes so many there he is he's out in the oh, lobby George there he is he's his, like yes that parents, is all true his parents we met them earlier in the break uh, or we've known them we've we got to see them down from Boston uh so all that to say go to ramseysolutions.com slash store and pre-order George Camel's new book breaking free from broke we love there you George is. happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving all right let's go to the phones let's go to Cole in Memphis Tennessee hey Cole welcome to the show hey thanks for taking my call absolutely how can we help yeah so I'm 22 years old I'm active duty in the military right now so I make about 60,000 a year um, and I'm in a position where I don't have a lot of expenses so after like all my bills and food, I just have like two thousand every month to awesome. to send whatever I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have twenty three thousand dollars in student loans um, right now. I have about four thousand saved up because I'm I've been sending like seventeen hundred a month towards them. Okay. Um, but now I'm kind of in a situation where I, I have an unreliable car. Like the AC doesn't work in Mississippi, and <laughs> the engine's kind of not working well, I've had to repair it. And I, I want to get one by spring when it starts to get hot, mm-hmm. uh, get a new car. Yeah. I'm, I'm not driving around with no AC. Yeah. Um, but I want something reliable and obviously I don't have enough saved up to buy like a new car cash, but I don't want to, you know, go with another junker. So I'm just not really sure how to allocate that 2000 to saving for a car and student loans. And then if I should buy a, a new or used car. Okay. Yeah. If you were to Kelly blue book, your car, 
right now? Do you have any idea what you could get for it? Uh, yeah, I think it was like 1200 1200 Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so we always talk about, Cole, your four walls that you want to make sure are covered, which is food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. And that transportation is a reliable car. Now, um, yeah, the AC doesn't work. I understand that. And, and in Tennessee heat come okay. June, you don't want that. Not and I playing. totally understand that. Totally understand that. So what I would do is I would put some money aside. If you're able, you're able to save six, you're able to save $2,000 a month, you said after expenses and everything, which is, which is incredible. And so, I mean, I would shoot to try to have maybe, I don't know, Jade, six grand saved. At least, yeah. Uh, six to eight grand saved. And so that's going to take you, you know, three, four months to be able to save that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that gets you into, what is that, a, um, March, April, which with weather-wise is still... Yeah, because I mean, he's still, already got the 4K saved. Yes. So, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So I, I'm trying to do two things at once here, which I know we don't always recommend, but knowing that you're gonna have to replace your car, it is, it's a needed expense. So you want to be able to save for that. But I also want you to start chipping away at the student loan at the same time. Or what you could do, you could go that route or you could say, okay, I've got $4,000 saved um, next month when I get paid in December, I'll have a new, another $2,000 to put with that. And what if you just, and then plus the money from selling the car. So that's six, seven, 7,200. So what if you said, okay, I'm going to keep a thousand out as my starter emergency fund. And then I'm going to just take $6,200. I'm going to get a new car. And knowing that in January, that starts my baby step two debt snowball payment. And as soon as I'm done paying off my debt, if I'd like to put a little bit more to upgrade, you can do that. Because you said... you Like start, like, so you say get a new car, like get, like pay cash for a used one or actually get a new one? No. In December, I would take, in December, when you get your next paycheck, because you said, oh, I have 2,000 left every check in margin. So in December, when you get paid, I take your 2,000 of margin, I'd add it to your 4,000 that you have saved, then I'd sell the car that you have, I'd get about 1,000 bucks for it, like you said, and so what does that leave you with? Four, five, seven thousand dollars $7,000, and then I'd keep aside 1,000 just as a safety net, and I'd buy myself a $6,000 car. Now, I heard you earlier when you said, I don't wanna buy another junker, and I get that. This is very temporary. I just want you in a situation where you're driving something. The engine's not crazy. There's air. I mean, yeah, the basics. And then you're going to take and starting in January, you're like, okay, now starts my student loan payment deal. And I'm going to put 2000 and I'm going to be done with it by the end of the year. So this time next December, you're going to be like, all right, I'm done. I can start upgrading my car if I'd like to. Or if I, if this car still doing well for me, I'll start yeah. building up my emergency fund. So you've got options. Yeah. And Cole, I mean, with this math right now, you could be, you could have a new six or a new, new use, new to you car in January, your student loan paid off by this time next year. Um, and I think that when you kind of start gaining that traction, you may find yourself being like, oh my gosh, okay, a few nights a week, Heck I'm yeah. going to work extra and try to get even that paid off by October of this year, right? Even shaving a month mm-hmm. or two off of your timeline and your car, let that be kind of the motivator to That's be like, right. I want to get rid of the student loan debt so I can save some more cash. And the great thing about a $6,000 car is it really doesn't go that much further down in yeah. value. And so it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty much at the bottom of it, which is great. Uh, and you can keep stepping up in car that way. So that that is for sure what we recommend. Do not go get a brand new car no. with a car loan. This is the this is the slower process and way, Cole, but this is going to give you a lot more freedom 
a lot less stress when mm-hmm. you do things with cash. So thanks so much for your service, Cole. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, yeah. So Jade, you mentioned um, earlier, and I think even Cole's situation, you know, it it is amazing to me when you can be intentional with with every single dollar and i yeah. love that cole because this doesn't always happen with people where he's like i just happen to have two thousand dollars a month right. like he doesn't have a lot of expenses which is such a gift and you want to take advantage of that um but but having purpose for your money that's one reason we love every dollar our budgeting app um and being so specific you guys the budgeting that idea i love it jade i know you love it love this is it. something that you and i we we <laughs> fond over because there is a, a foundational principle, you guys, with your money is that you have to be intentional. So whether you're living paycheck to paycheck or whether you're in Cole's situation, you got two grand every month that you just happen to have, that stuff just kind of just, you either stay in the cycle of paycheck to paycheck or that 2000 if you're not intentional with it, it starts to dwindle away. And so being so specific with every single dollar that you have is so key to winning. And all of you that are new, listening to the show or watching the show, this is a crucial, crucial part of your financial picture is budgeting. Mm-hmm. So if you have not downloaded every dollar, download every dollar, up, upgrade even to the premium version because it connects to your bank. There's paycheck yeah. planning. There's so many, so many other features, but getting this rhythm, that's right. Don't you agree? I think, and even going into the holidays with, with um, shopping and everything, you guys, this is the way to get control of your money is to budget. I definitely think. And I, I tell people all the time, we have the free version of every dollar, which if you're, if you love hands-on and you love really having your hands in every piece of it, then free version is great for you. But the premium to me, it has these two key factors that so many people miss when it comes to budgeting. They're like, Jade, I'm doing a budget. Why is it still not working? I'm like, you're probably not planning your paychecks. So you know exactly when to spend the money that you've budgeted for. And the premium version does that. And there's that automatic transaction tracking that is critical. You must track your transactions each day. That's right. Otherwise, you're not going to win with your budget. And so every dollar premium provides that. And that is the key. That's what you need. Yep. So download the app or go to everydollar.com and get started, you guys. We want you guys to win and be intentional. So whether you're coal with $2,000 a month or you're living paycheck to paycheck, a budget is something that is going to help you. It is a tool and a habit that's going to help. I know you work hard for your money, and the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, Every Dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Standing over on the debt-free stage. This is one of our favorite types of calls, Jay, that we get to do is talk to people on the debt-free screen stage. And we have Edwin and Carla here with us. Hey, you guys. Hi. Hello, hello. Okay. So obviously you're here standing on that stage for one reason. You're debt-free. Yes. Oh, amazing. Okay. Where are you, guys, where are you guys from? Uh, we're from Los Angeles. Okay, wow. so LA. All yes. right, so how much debt have you guys paid off? $139,000. Wow. Oh my gosh, and how much time? 36 months. 36 okay. months, making, making what kind of income? We started off at $131,270, uh, two jobs and some side gigs. Okay. Um, we ended 
at one hundred and twenty seven thousand four hundred and eighty six dollars. Okay. Okay. And um, our income just recently boosted. It did. So what do you guys make it now? Uh, we're making one ninety three together, go. no side gigs, and um, soon we're looking at a thirty four thousand between uh, raise between the two of us. Oh wow. my gosh! So well over two hundred thousand, you guys. What yes. do you guys do? Uh, we're um, school social workers, so yeah. we do mental health in the school settings. And yeah. I'm new to it. Uh, I just recently got my grad school degree. Actually, during those 36 months, we cash flowed my university. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You guys, incredible. What, what incredible work that you do and incredible yeah. that you guys paid off this amount of debt. So $139,000. So what all what kind of debt was it? Uh, we were pretty normal. <laughs> um, personal loans, um, title loans, wow. uh, payday loans, yes. car loans, leases, leases. Um, Y'all did it all. all. Everything. Did it all. Okay, yes. so what happened? Student loans, sorry. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. So what happened 36 months ago that made you say, what are we doing? Well, well uh, yeah, we had amassed so much debt, and uh, at that time, uh, we had to uh, move back in with my parents mm -hmm. and uh, we were married and moving back in with my parents and we were like, okay, well, something's got to give. Enough mm -hmm. is enough. And actually, it was during college I met uh, a classmate of mine. Her husband is a pastor and they actually uh, hosted a S uh, FPU. So shout out to uh, Rudy Rodriguez of New City Church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pastor Rudy and his wife, Christine. Yes. Um, so we got started with FPU. We did the, uh, what do you call it? The plastectomy. Yes. The plastic. plastic surgery. Yeah, kind right. of those credit cards. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look yes. at that. And then we just yes. uh, opened up uh, about uh, finances because I think uh, that's something that's really important in a marriage, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have shared finances. We've been uh, learning little by little. That's yeah. right. And uh, yeah, we just uh, opened up and then we started budgeting and we just followed uh, Baby Step 1, got that $1,000 and then we went wow. crazy with Baby Step 2. Oh my yes. So inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> what was it like when you because you say we opened up we opened what was it like when you opened up and started combining your finances like be real it was actually it wasn't too bad it was about me getting over the guilt and shame I actually when we first started dating I kind of kept it from him because I brought the bulk of <laughs> the debt into the marriage and I just uh-huh there was a lot of shame and guilt I made mm -hmm. a, a lot of poor decisions and he's amazing and he was very supportive and i eventually opened up and he's like oh, don't <laughs> worry right. babe like i got you like we're, we're gonna do this together so um that really helped us to catapult into um paying this off we uh we really combined incomes once we got married pre-marriage counseling and our marriage retreat helped and yes the vows, like just really adhering to those really helped us. So. Wow. Now we're plus, here. Plus I saw the potential in my wife. She was great since before I even, we even started going out. She was just great. And see? I was like, you know what? That's, that's my person. We gonna uh, do this. See, that's oh what I'm talking gosh. about. Wow. <laughs> so great. Cause you guys, I mean, $139,000 is no joke. Like we're not talking yeah. about $30,000 of debt. Mm-hmm. 139,000. So what all did you do? Cuz you said you guys are you guys work um with mental health in yes. the school district. Yes. But you must have picked up some side hustles and all of it. So tell us your workload cuz I know it was a lot. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Uber Eats, Postmates, tutoring, front desk support, night shifts, you name wow. it. Right. I even uh, did uh, desktop support on the side. So uh, before I started mental health, because um, I just recently started like like this year. Uh, I used to do a desktop support for an aerospace company, but then on the side, I would do like helping my friend set up his DJ. Wow, anything uh, anything and everything. Yes. Yes. So, how many hours would you say at the most? Because when we talk to people and we say, hey, do some side hustles and all Mm -hmm. this, and some people are like, oh, gosh, gosh. You guys are the prime example of going big or going home. So, how, what, like at the highest point, how many hours were you working? Probably about. Right under 70, probably wow. between 65 each, and each. 70. Yes, yeah. each. See, each. this this right here, this yes. is what it takes. And to, not forever. To get to your shirt. And, and, <laughs> yes. Straight out of baby step two. Yes. And, and again, we're not saying to work 70 hours a week for your life. No. That's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. But for a season, and it probably wasn't even that for 36 months, right? But at the peak, yep. that was that was the most. Yes. That wow. was the most. Oh my gosh, Which, you guys, you're incredible. I gotta know, because my husband and I, we did this, the side hustle thing. Yes. And there's always one that you hate, right? There's the one that you're like, mm. all right, I gotta go do it. <laughs> what was the one that you were like, I when I let this one go, I am free. I got this one. This is that. <laughs> this knows. was the front desk support, and it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ooh. I left my um, nine to five, my salary job, and I would be miserable. I hated it, but Girl. I knew we we had to do it in order to to move forward. Wow. I remember I used to take her and pick her up every night. Oh wow. my mm-hmm. gosh, just. I was so sleepy. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, amazing, you But guys. you're here. You hit yes, the finish line. So how, how does it feel? How does it feel to be completely debt-free? Amazing. Yes. I mean, we can uh, pay for a Nashville trip and Let's not have go. to worry about it. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, I just It's just freeing. It's mm-hmm. so peaceful and um, such an accomplishment. It is. Yeah, it yeah. like feels like you're being choked constantly, but now you can breathe again. Yes. Mm, so yes. good, you guys. So what mm-hmm. would you say the key to getting out of debt is? Uh, definitely a lot of love and communication and um, empathy and understanding. Mm. Yeah. So good, you guys. No, if you have anything. I agree. Communication yeah. is key. Yeah. Because working together as a married couple, kind of like what yeah. you were pointing out earlier, it is it is so crucial. Yeah, so important. So crucial. Well, you guys, you're incredible. I'm proud of you. Absolutely amazing. You are the prime example of what it looks like to sacrifice, to come up against numbers like this, $139,000 and paying it off in 36 months. Okay. Absolutely incredible. So Edwin and Carla, well done. We're going to give you the live and give bundle to be able to take some of that home with you. You can give mm-hmm. some away and we are so excited to celebrate with you. So we have Edwin and Carla from Los Angeles who paid off $139,000 in 36 months, making 131000 to 127 during this journey count it down let's hear your debt-free scream one two three we're We're (laughs) debt-free amazing oh oh, amazing they took their time with it you can see the relief see the relief how incredible so good i mean that's it jade and and, and that's where I'm just like, you can't, I know people have, you know, different stories, different life circumstances, but at the end of the day, 
If you choose to do it, and for 36 yep. months, you and Sam are proof of that. Edwin and Carla are proof Edwin of that. Edwin and Carla. Are absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. We are cheering them on, and we're cheering all of you on. If you're listening or watching this, and you think, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. You can look at them as examples to say, it's possible. We see it every day. It is possible. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Psalm 8611. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Serena Williams said, I am lucky that whatever fear I have inside of me, my desire to win is always stronger. That's winning. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Because that fear is real. I mean, in all of it, there's the fear of change, of doing something new, whatever's in front of you thinking, oh my gosh, is this possible? But that desire to win, it's stronger. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Next up, we have Joanne in New Jersey. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? doing well how can we help well um we're my my family and i are facing a serious issue um my husband owns a commercial uh a a business a small business with trucks and um we're we're actually um facing repossession and right now our income is not bringing enough in to cover the cost of our past due balance Okay. Um, right now, I'm in school. He, um, right now, we were depending on the income for the business as well as my part time. So I just wanted to know, like, what options do we have? You said trucks. Is there multiple trucks? Like, what kind of business is it? it no, it's actually one truck. It's a commercial truck. Okay, so he's like a truck semi truck semi truck. Okay. okay, and you said there's a past due balance. What is the balance? Um, the past due balance is about sixteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm just trying to get to the root of the problem. What has caused what has caused it to get to that point? Is it he's just not getting the work in order to bring in the money, or is it he's bringing in the money but we've got all these bills and this is just keeps getting pushed to the back of the line? Can you kind of lay out what's been going on? Sure. Um, well. Uh, he, he did suffer an injury, um, in the beginning of the year, which caused him, he was unable to drive. Um, even when we did hire it, whatever happened, we, we lost a lot of our, like we lost employees, um, where they were not able to, I guess, keep up. Um, so the truck has been sitting around for a little bit too. So that's another issue why we, why we did become behind. We actually had a job where um, we did not get paid for that um, for that job, which kind of set us back too. Okay, so how long has it been where it's like, basically there's not money coming in, he's not able to do the jobs, you're in school. How long has that been? I believe six months. Okay. And that's just an estimate. Okay, so... Right now, you guys are in crisis mode because it's kind of like it feels like you guys were like something's going to give here, something's going to give here, and it never did. And so now you guys, you guys have got to do some serious, something serious here. So the truck is sixteen thousand dollars behind. What what have they said? Like when is the deadline of hey we're coming to get this thing? 
Um, I, I believe at the end of the month, they'll mm-hmm. probably come take the truck. So, How much do you guys owe on it, Joanne? The full balance, I believe it's about 78000 Okay. Um, and, and coming up with, yeah, this amount of money, I'm... Is there, because I mean, Absolutely. whatever we can do for it not to be repossessed, because then you just start from, You're starting from scratch. Yeah, from scratch. Have you looked into selling it? Um, we've tried selling it, um, but again, that's, that's, um, it, the options are very limited. Either, you know, we don't have any, any, any interest or um, we haven't had any luck with selling it. So, no. How, what have you got? What has been your attempt to sell it? Um, my husband actually have may have more details than I do. I know I've I've picked up some information from him, uh-huh. but I think he he's asked family friends. Um, I think he's actually gone to several businesses and offered um, to sell, but no buyers. What is the amount that you guys are trying to sell it for? Um, I believe the same amount that it, that is like this full balance is which is about 78,000 or what it's whatever it's worth. Okay. I here's what I would do. Um and you have no money sitting around, nothing you can sell, nothing you can Like do you have two two other vehicles? Uh just our personal vehicles, one which I get to work and to to school or my regular activities and for him the same. Okay, and what are those what are both of those worth? I'm just trying to get um, your numbers. I would say maybe ten thousand a piece. Okay, only two vehicles. And here's here's what I was getting at. I was getting at a situation where maybe you get rid of one of the cars and use that to keep the truck in operation, and then over the next few months you save up cash and buy another little beater that one of you drives, that's an option that you could look into. Um, how old are these cars that you have? One is a 2016, and the other one is a 2003. Okay, so maybe it's keeping the 2016 and trying to do something like that, or maybe you have to ask yourself how desperate you want to get to save this truck, because part of me is like, you haven't been making any money on it, for six to eight months. And part of me wonders if it's the right business for you. And honestly, I hate repos because it's gonna jack your credit. It's gonna, it's almost like a bankruptcy. It's gonna just throw an atom bomb on everything, right? But at the same time, I do think that you get to this point where it's a necessary ending and you have to be like, look, this has not been profitable. This has not been fruitful for us for many reasons that you listed earlier. And there's part of me, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say my aggression to sell it I mean, I feel like that's going to be the the best. And so, and it's not just friends and family, Joanne. I mean, like this is calling companies. This is across country Everything. that you'll drive it to a different state. So, I mean, like, again, it, it is putting the the work and the sweat and the tears into getting this thing sold. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to, that's really the only big thing. Because I mean, even with these cars, Jade. But if they can drop the price, if they can sell yep. one of their cars yep. and drop the price by 10,000, like sell it at a deal. Yes. And yes. you guys are taking the hit. I would be trying to make that dog hunt until the day they pry it from my fingers, right? exactly, exactly. So that, to me, that's the game plan is what can I sell to put with this so that I can sell this 
get this car, this yeah, truck, even if it's sold a, at a premium at sixty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Take the ten thousand of your primary car just to cover all the all of that, and then you start working to pay off that sixteen thousand that's owed. Work to get a new car, and you guys just start over. Mm-hmm. Versus this asset just being completely taken away, and like yes. what Jade said, it takes such a ding on your credit. So yeah, Joanne, if I were you guys. Um, and see if, even if you if they can hold off the repossession to the end of the year, uh, if they can Anything. give you more time, that that is going to be the thing. And again, the urgency that hasn't may have been there. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to Jade's point of it being six to eight months, that lack of urgency, it, it's it's caught up to you. It's caught up to you guys. And so there needs to be these extreme things that happen. And again, that is that is finding that's finding a buyer. That that would be my number one goal. And yes, and even for you guys, Joanne. I mean, I, I there there's even a point that man, I, you may want to think about for yourself pausing school. I agree for where you are and getting a job and just getting you guys in a place where money is not just like sucking the wind out of you. We just that's had right. a debt free scream on the stage earlier, and and he said it, he said it felt like it would choke hold around me. And mm-hmm. and Joanne, I feel like that that's where you guys are. It's like. It just feels like the world just keeps is against you. And man, and it's like decision after decision, nothing is going right. And you need things to start going right. But that means there's going to have to be change in your life for that to happen. And it may be uncomfortable to do things like pausing school to get a job, but getting the money, the cash flow in, finding a seller for this. I think there's a couple of big changes that really are possible. I mean, I don't think that this is an impossible scenario, Yeah. Uh, but it's going to take a lot of work and some creativity too to to be able to navigate. It's going to, yeah. But, but yeah, you can't get past the discomfort. Like it's uncomfortable that they're in this situation, but I'd rather be, I'd rather make myself uncomfortable in other ways to get out of it yeah, that are going right. to be more fruitful for sure. Yep. We're glad you called Joanne. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jade, for another great hour. Thanks to everyone in the booth to make this show happen. And thank you, America. And remember to take control of your money and create a life you love. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar.